The following show contains spoilers for the finale of Survivor 45. Hello again! Hello again! Hello again! Hello again! It's time for us to revisit season 45 of survivor through the lens of our fantasy league thing that we've done for the past couple months talk about our thoughts how the season stacks up against the other seasons in the new era uh talk about the winner talk about the losers and i the mean finale what would you as, a, losers? as a whole they're, they're losers i feel they, like you're they're, skipping they're, the they're part where from there's memory. like like there's an episode that happened but i mean it was just an episode Anything yeah. memorable happen? No. <laughs> uh, Jake happened. Not a single thing. Yeah, Jake stepped on a bunch of stuff. He do does the big steppy. Big steppy. Uh, he, he's a man. And he who does the know big fire. Strength, okay. Mm-hmm. He does do the big fire. That's true. He also does the big breaky. <laughs> yeah, I think what the finale does is continue to really justify. Uh, <laughs> and it's always the weird game of like you know when are we gonna actually spoil the episode at least for me in my brain but i feel like that the episode really works to oh, emphasize we've already won them so right go straight <laughs> uh emphasize why d won the game and i think it because she know, was the best player yeah i think it takes that measure just so there's like no confusion necessarily at the uh at like why she would have won over austin and I think that sacrifices, like, Austin's, you know, kind of showcase to us a little bit. But I think it kind of follows, like, your typical finale format, which is okay. I, like, want to be able to walk away from the finale feeling super confident in the winner and, like, why they deserve to win. Uh, but I do think it gives some fair highlight to, like, Katura, um as kind of, like, a potential contend- contender. Mm-hmm. Pick contendy. Yeah. Uh, and really, I think what we see, I guess, is kind of like one of the more timeline-splitting moments in the episode is uh, when Katura, like, switches her vote f- away from D. And, like, that could have been D out of the game right there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, this entire season changes by literally this one single vote. Like, one vote cast by Katura completely changes, like, the, like, view of the season. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I mean, I feel like in if that case, you know, I think Katura, like, has some good speaking power, but I think it would be really close between her and Austin. Yeah, I still think it way. would be Austin's game to lose. Mm-hmm. Especially given the results that we have. Yeah, he got some good votes. And, like, he had a really good performance. Yeah, and plus he would have had D on the jury, which is just a free vote. Yeah, which is interesting, too, because in the final tribal, D, like, spends a lot of time kind of, like, tearing Austin down in a way. And I'm curious if she would have, like, kept more quiet about some of the things that, like, went down. Yeah, of course. Because (laughs) the only reason why she did was because they were against each other. They have to go at each other's throats. Mm-hmm. So, if she's on the jury, she's on his side. Yeah, it just sets up uh, an interesting dynamic there. But I mean, it's just a finale, right? I hate you so much. <laughs> Why <laughs> is this guy talking. the host of the show? I mean, there was. I'm dr- I'm was trying to draw things. A out couple of you. challenges. <laughs> the one challenge where uh, they had to solve the puzzle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Are you talking about oh. the one at the very beginning? <laughs> yeah. Oh. Oh yeah. There was the uh the counting. Yeah. Oh yeah 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 yeah. Uh, so now <laughs> you're talking about different challenges. Yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> but then I it made me remember that they had to count and yeah, then counting for sure. They had to count yeah, stuff. The, and then... the the challenge to get uh, an advantage at the challenge. Mm-hmm. Yes. And Jake wins doing something that the Survivor producers were just absolutely creaming about, 
which was I remember yeah. the number by the the survivor winner. Yeah. Look, I can make all these survivor references. <laughs> uh-huh. And they well, were like, yes, it'll be great. Yes. It, it definitely <laughs> makes the uh the survivor universe feel very like lived in. <laughs> and I think it's funny to think about if Jake like didn't win that challenge, we probably wouldn't have heard any of it. No. Yeah. Either. And it would have just been Austin like, "Oh yeah, you know, I just counted and then I figured it out. And I just counted better than everyone else. <laughs> what's really fun. I'm just a good counter. What's really fun is uh, the fact that before, or it could have just been something that like he made up after the fact, you know, because like the way he's presented is like, oh, he's talking about it in a confessional. Like maybe he's like, oh, that would be like a funny thing to you know funny way to remember it mm-hmm. uh, or, but... or it's it's on the teleprompter they're making him say it. <laughs> right 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 <laughs> um they're like hey do you would you happen to know hmm who won 40 whatever hmm uh but <laughs> in the moment somebody asks like what were the numbers and he says the survivor winner in response and he's like oh wait i meant <laughs> and then says the numbers and i'm like okay that's pretty good because that really is like jake's just great <laughs> that's just another moment where it's like it's so silly but it's just like there's no lo- there's no sense of like oh he just doing it for like clout for like to be like hey i know survivor it's like it's what he did to the point where when asked for the numbers they were just people in his head Mm -hmm. and i just think that's so funny yeah and yeah we didn't really see him like go back and forth a lot of times too because you know by the time he was done he's like oh yeah denise is strong like bamboo right but it's like if he got one number wrong he's like oh actually this (laughs) This person is strong like bamboo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Gable yeah, presumably. is nutty like a coconut. That was a really good one. <laughs> that one was my favorite. Because he's a little nuts. He's a little cocoa nuts. <laughs> but yeah, presumably he got it first try, which is also very impressive. Mm-hmm. And that leads Unfortunately... In... Oh. It didn't matter. Yeah, yeah. It lead, leads into the actual challenge where he gets a little, he gets like less sandbags he has to throw. But when they're doing their final stacking puzzle, he loses. No, it's not even that. It's he has when one he, he has to throw. Yeah. He has less. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, no that. I sorry. No, I meant you went straight to the stacking puzzle. It's, you forgot the part where he threw his his lead from the. Yeah, he did forget his key. Because like, he goes up all the way to the top and is like, oh, I need my key. And he has to go all the way back down. And just immediately that advantage is thrown out the window like uh-huh. you know, on the next step. It's like, bro. And this really just kind of sets up. I actually up... entirely forgot about that. Yeah, yeah. This kind of sets up the whole like rest of Jake's story. It's just like he kind of just keeps messing up at every opportunity in in every way you could think of. And then gets like a dub at the end. Uh huh. And then yeah, when he's doing the sacking puzzle, he and Austin are neck and neck. And then Jake fumbles a piece. The piece gets like hidden behind like the the weird wheel. It's doing a little sneaky. It's just unfortunate like bag opening, honestly. Uh-huh. But it is what it is. He loses. He loses. Austin wins. Let's go points. Even though the points <laughs> don't matter. <laughs> Uh, yeah, but it's cool because Austin decides to take Jake with him to the stake reward. Yeah. Big stakes. And then they talk about voting rid of Julie or something. Yeah, Jake tells him about his idol, and Austin's they like, won't. why'd you tell me about it, bro? And then he comes back why'd and he tell tells me about it? Katura, and Katura's like, oh, we should vote with D. He's like, oh, that's actually a really good idea. But then everyone knows that Jake has an idol. Yeah, because Jake's like, hey, don't tell him about my thing. <laughs> Austin's like, yeah, I won't. Jake's like, thanks. Smash cut. Jake has an idol. <laughs> and yeah, that led like, I don't know what you expected, brother. Into this tribal where, you know, it's a good performance. It, it like, could have worked really well and it would have been really interesting. But I still think like the result we got was interesting. And I kind of like these 
these plays when they come down to like really small numbers where it's like out of self-preservation because like sometimes you know you'll pull off something really impressive and it'll be like super cool and sometimes it'll like sort of fall flat but that's like what's so interesting about the game is like there's an active decision being made that like influences everything going forward right and in this one it's like it's almost like a you know it's like a warning it's like hey if you're not careful you can totally throw everything off and then guess what the person you were right about to vote for went to win the game Uh, Mm -hmm. but you know if it works then that's like a crazy move and you prevented yourself from disappearing so So right bessie for real (laughs) it is still it's like insane it's literally one single vote and like (laughs) these just gone Mm-hmm. yeah like for how good of a game i guess that's why it's so like interesting to me is that like for how incredible of a game d played it was still right on the edge of like disappearing into thin air right by one vote yeah and it's not even anything like she specifically did to save herself no it's just kind of like the build-up of the entire game and the way the pieces of all specifically fallen yeah that leads it was just a a misplay Mm -hmm. and i think this brings up like an interesting perspective for me because like so many of the seasons i've watched have been binge and like retroactive right and when you watch a season binging it i view it more as a narrative that's like being told to me right so misplay like this feels like it follows within the narrative uh-huh uh and so seeing it like happen live it's like wow what a misplay i can't believe that happened but looking at the season as a whole you have to kind of look at it as like it was part of you know d's story one way or another mm-hmm. and it's just like an interesting perspective because i feel like there are other seasons or other situations where like a misplay like that or just like bad gameplay in general like really hinders a season or takes away something from it but trying to like shift my perspective to be like it's part of the narrative that's being told yeah and helps like you know the the helps helps the season feel more coherent Mm -hmm. yeah helps the cope (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I think looking at it as a whole, the like the way the season utilizes narrative is really interesting because we spend so much time with the underdogs in this version of the story. Mm-hmm. And it kind of makes sense because it's like where the most interesting storytelling is happening. But like it makes me really want to root for them. And then every week it's like, oh, they just lost another number. Like, how are they going to make this happen? Oh, they just lost another person. Like, if they want to, like, overtake the core alliance, they have to, like, make a move now. And then they don't. And it's just really, like, this spiraling downfall until we eventually kind of have to switch our perspective over because they're the only ones left except for Jay. Yeah. Um, And I think it, you know sort of shows the dominance of the the raw two four i'm sorry not the raw two the reba four i totally just i just guessed and i was wrong (laughs) 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 of the uh the reba four is super strong here and we really see it and i appreciate that i saw one person comment that it was like kind of the opposite of last season where we were with like the underdogs for the whole season but they like were actually able to make it all the way to the finale um, yeah and win and i like totally respect that because in a way it's like we're seeing the version where like the heroes lose uh even though it's like each person is their individual own protagonist but I kind of like... What do you mean? I'm the protagonist everywhere, bro. <laughs> I kind of like how the storytelling shaped out. And it allowed us to spend a lot of good time, I feel like, with all the different characters and really appreciate like what they were bringing to the cast. Um, 
because at least for me like i was more interested in like rooting for them and like investing in them than i was like really supporting a core group and like everybody else is an obstacle uh so yeah. I, like I got to appreciate like you know who they were a little bit more so i like that about the season for sure and i think that you know stems from just how much time we got to spend with every mm-hmm. everyone you know looking at the season as a whole and like being able to sort of extrapolate like the benefit of 90 minute episodes as opposed to each episode individually feeling like better looking at the season as a whole really does benefit yeah like heavily from and it, and it helps that we got a good cast but it's that. like we know they're a good cast yeah because we we're able to invest more time and i really liked it and i'm glad it's continuing for future seasons they really mm-hmm. showed that they could like utilize the time well and it never really felt like episodes were a drag uh like because i know some of the australian survivor episodes like you know are longer but sometimes like it just feels like you're kind of hanging around for a while and like not much is really happening and -hmm. i feel like here for the most part they were like able to utilize the time well and like show us more interactions and it wasn't just all funneled to like oh okay now we can just like put a free reward challenge in every episode it was like utilized really well though that like a part of me really does wish that Survivor would just move to Paramount Plus exclusivity, but that's probably <laughs> not where their audience is, unfortunately. Yeah. So that we could just get purely variable length episodes based on what mm-hmm. a story needs to be told. Yeah, I think yeah. that would help the show. But I'm still pretty happy with what we got. And ultimately, yeah. it's like more Survivor. You know, to me, it felt like better than less of it. <laughs> Sure. Look, when you're as far east as you can go and these episodes don't start till 10 p.m. <laughs> yeah. That's fair. <laughs> All right, well, do we have anything more we want to talk about this episode specifically, or should we, can we go bigger picture a little bit? I mean, like, we're not even halfway through the episode. Well, rather. what do you want to talk about? <laughs> we, all right, <laughs> we get the tribal. Julie goes home because Katura swapped her vote. She's like, we come back. And Jake's like upset because he's like, "Why'd you make me swear? Why? Why'd you make me swear on Nana?" Right. <laughs> and Katara's like, "Well, you didn't me. tell me. You didn't tell me that you're gonna play the idol." He's like, "I, I shouldn't have told you," which is true. Mm-hmm. He should. Mm-hmm. He did the right thing. That's what's like. Uh, like, I don't want to go too hard on Katara because she does like regret it like immediately. So it's like it is what it is. But Jake like made the correct decision not to tell her. Because in the same way that, like, Katura did not trust Jake, Jake couldn't really trust Katura not to just flip on him as soon as he says, I'm playing it for you. Yeah, giving she goes to her the, the rest information of them. changes the, the landscape entirely. Yeah, she just goes to everyone else and is like, oh, Jake's going to play the idol. I mean, vote for him. Yeah. And then he also says, like, it also is just worst, op- uh, worst optics for, like, the move itself. So, like, he has no reason to tell her. Mm-hmm. And then Katura's like, well, I'm going to throw the plane in the fire, Lamau. And you're like, all right, well, whatever. So, I guess I'll go kill myself. <laughs> Whoa! And then I don't think anything at yeah, camp really happens. We go to the next uh, challenge. Steppy. It's a bulls. Steppy oh, yeah. bulls with Big a steppy bulls. bull stack. Uh, Jake does big steppy messes up gets big angry got starts stepping, <laughs> goes boom, so boom, 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 boom. and then jeff's like you break it you buy it brother uh-huh. and, then and then he breaks like break and he's like you're out and he's like oh what just like what that'll the be 300 dollars, bro what <laughs> the heck 300 what and then you know understandably jake's upset also understandably you know it's not unreasonable for jake to not expect it to break like that right yeah but you know it is what it is again another step in the jake story this episode which is Uh, a physical step in the jake story (laughs) yes of course of course a A physical big step um a physical big steppy in jake's story that somehow he just manages to find another way to (laughs) like mess up a thing Yeah. yeah i wonder what it says in their paperwork about like breaking challenges 
Like if, so, like if that's always been a rule, like, oh, if you break it, like you're disqualified or if Jeff came up with that in a moment. Because I'm curious now, like, you know, let's say you're in a challenge and like you're pretty mu- like you're pretty clearly not going to win. Like, what if you just go in with a personal goal of like destroying as many challenges as possible? Will you get like a stern talking to? Will you get disqualified? Oh, certainly. I'm just gonna, you, you know, you just start ripping on nets and stuff. <laughs> you're like, I want to yeah. tear it all down. Yeah, if you do it repeatedly, almost certainly they'd be, like, very mad at you. And then if they, you know, can't, like, literally get rid of you, then... I mean, I'm sure they can. They, 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 they've they definitely just got it in the contract that, like... They can remove Behavioral you discretion, we can dismiss you <laughs> Sure, sure, sure. And yeah, also, what, like, even if... What if, uh, what if you trip on the steppy, you, get, you, you catch your toe, <laughs> and then you're, like, trying to catch your balance, and you just keep stumbling over and over uh, and over, <laughs> knock over someone's stack? Uh-huh. Well, that's the, so that's the other thing I was thinking about. I was like, if you get disqualified uh, uh, like uh, that, uh. What, if, what if Jake just chucks a bowl at, at D's stack? Right. I think that is the sort of thing that, like will get you in a lot of trouble or like it would be that but also i have a feeling they would like pause the challenge reset it and Give then her let them start back. again and they could even make a tv moment out of it it's like oh look at jake being such an awful person anyways yeah because of that behavior we're pausing the challenge we're gonna fix it we're gonna ruin everybody's momentum because of jake, <laughs> jake. Yeah, to be fair <laughs> people have done drastically worse things <laughs> in previous seasons and just kind of gotten away with it or i guess yeah sometimes gotten away with mm-hmm. it yeah you know, i think ruining like your tribe's only source of food is a little bit worse <laughs> than like you know breaking a challenge or messing with somebody else's challenge mm-hmm. so you know it's it's for the drama but that doesn't but... make good tv yeah yeah who who was it a few seasons back that like freed the chickens or something Oh, that's yeah. a classic. Edge of Extinction. Jeez, what was her name? Oh, yeah, I remember. She her, was one of the two face, people who went, who who left. Uh, like yeah. I can, I, I I fully can picture her face. Yeah, but I can't remember her name. Survivor, free the chickens. Edge of Extinction. Wendy. Wendy. Wendy, <laughs> Wendy and wild. the chickens. <laughs> classic. Very yeah. funny. And see, like that's you know. That's stuff that like the producers kind of want to happen. They want a yeah. little chaos, a little spice. Yeah, but movie challenges are meant to be like sacred. Yeah, I don't know. Well, like, I guess if you undermine the challenge, then you're very directly like impacting people in an unfair way. Where yeah, like you're sacrificing <laughs> the integrity of the yeah. of the game. Like yeah. that—that's the one fundamental thing that if you, if you mess with that, then you know it becomes inherently an unfair game. Yeah, that's also why there's rules like you can't steal advantages from people. You know, they have to be like given and stuff like that. Because mm-hmm. yeah, you're you're not supposed to be able to just be like, I am going to I'm going to screw over this person in particular, kind of thing. Yeah, 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 I, I mean, there's I definitely did, yeah, a little room for if it's good TV. I'm just thinking because it's like you know it falls under like you can't steal people's like personal property or whatever. But it's like we've definitely seen like hats stolen, socks stolen, like. But if it's good TV, then you know, yeah, it flies. Yeah, and yeah, you can you can directly sabotage somebody else's game, but it has to be strictly verbal. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Can't like yeah. break their toe or something. <laughs> you can't beat them up. Yeah, there was like explicit rules. You can't physically. Hey, maybe. Someone else. I I th- I, th- I think I saw some berries up on that cliff. You want to go climb it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What if you're just uh like really you're like hey there's like a really tall tree but there's like an out of there you should go up there like by oh, yourself yeah. and like. You know, dig a, you start shaking dig the tree. a giant hole, lay some <laughs> palm fronds over it. Yeah. No, no, you weren't supposed to fall in the spike death trap. That was for, <laughs> that was for hunting. That's for the fish. Uh, <laughs> stupid. Oh, well, he's dead now. That sucks. <laughs> These Anyway, Jeff, I can't. The D was the challenge. D stacks yeah. the bulls. Uh huh. 
points for the winning team. Let's go. <laughs> the I good guys. Hey, dear. This is a weird one, right? Like, as far as Final Four challenges go, it's like so we've had so long the uh, the roly poly whatchamacallit challenge, right? Uh huh. Uh, yeah, the balls. Yeah. Where it's balls very concentration motion, based and yeah. everything. And then we got this one, which is really just a remix of like a standard individual immunity challenge. Well, this reminds I, yeah. I mean, this reminds me of maybe there was actually probably one more recent than this, but it reminds me of the final four challenge in thirty five, where it's very similar, but they're like stacking letters. Not stacking, but they're like spelling out words on this like elaborate structure. I think we've had one recently too, but it's kind of like that. I mean, I feel like it makes sense as a as a final challenge. Yeah, I think it's fine. I think there's enough tension there. It's enough like risk of instant failure that like there's always a reason to like keep going, and there's like an interesting, you know. Yeah, I guess I'm curious what like the you know if they have like a document that says like what the final four challenge should contain but yeah it's like not something where it's just purely endurance though they have done that a lot before um requires some sort of like manipulation and concentration i don't know it just sounds like a normal challenge <laughs> to me but i think they normally don't yeah don't do things that's like too many steps it's just yeah. like here's your objective do the objective. Look, I'm saying we got to get back to uh, just hold on to the stick for five hours. That's <laughs> true. <laughs> Show me how much you want it. <laughs> that is like a crazy challenge to think about now. It's like <laughs> they just never right. don't, you know? Yeah, I need, I need to see that one played out just, in like a Mr. Beast in, in the great words of Fred, just don't let go. <laughs> I mean, that's what I I've been saying that, bro. <laughs> Just simply don't let go of the thing you're not supposed to let go of. You know what? They actually did that one on a on a college survivor, and it was really fun. Did the that hold makes on a bit more stick for eight hours? Straight? Yeah, and that one's fun because there's like you have other responsibilities. I, know, like, I was gonna say gonna that one makes a bit on... more sense. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you're like, oh, dude, I have a date. Oh. <laughs> I have homework that's due. I have a test, bro. Yeah, what are you willing to risk? <laughs> I have to go to work. Man. Yo, can I call up one of my buddies over here to, like, spout out my notes so I can study <laughs> for the test while <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, because on, on Survivor, what are you going to do? Survive. Yeah. And they just have like four hours of B-roll of somebody talking about like biology. <laughs> biology. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So the they... mitochondria is the powerhouse <laughs> of the thank cell. You, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's all you need to know about biology. <laughs> all, right. all I know about biology. Okay, they go back to camp. <laughs> Does anybody no, know they don't. the the uh, the song for the quadratic formula? Hydrogen that oh oh oh, oh, oh yeah, no sorry wrong one plus <laughs> square yeah, root of yeah, e squared minus four ac all divided by two, two a. A. hell yeah <laughs> and Jake begs please please put me in fire making please please so point point right point left pleading <laughs> pleading emoji please d please oh. I want to make fire. Please put me in the foil-making challenge. She's like, okay. I think I would do really good. <laughs> and then Austin does the same thing. She's like, no, smile. <laughs> <laughs> and Katara's like, so what's yeah. up? And she's like, you're going to fire. And she's like, man. <laughs> <laughs> really? All right. But then, it, then all the like pre-fire-making challenge footage is like, Oh, Katura's the favorite. Jake is struggling to make fire. Yeah, Katura's so determined. That's the other thing. I, I will say they do, like, put some doubt in my head. Because I was like, is this really just Jake's last, like, attempt that just fails mm -hmm. again? You know, is there, like, the most disrespectful play of all time <laughs> where uh, D sends in her... her 
right hand man, her assassin, to <laughs> eliminate Katura. Yeah, and then just you know? destroys Jake entirely. Just destroys Jake as a human being. You know, does Katura actually win? Because she was like, she did, she was like, put her hair up. She got all yeah. the turns. She got the heroic music. I was like, does she do this? Yeah, she was like getting momentum in the episode too. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was like, I don't, I actually don't know what's going to happen here, but. But after 13 long, arduous episodes, Jake <laughs> finally catches a dub. Yeah. Yes, sir. Jake sweep. So she does take Here's how Jake Austin. can still win. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. <laughs> she takes Austin because, of course, she does. And then sends the two, and then Jake just kind of, like, crushes it. Yeah. He sa- He told Jeff, he's like, I'm going to go up there. I'm going to make fire. I'm going to bur- burn the rope. That's what I'm going to do. And that's what he does. And that's what he did. Legend. That's what I came here to do. King shit, honestly. <laughs> Hell yeah. Despite Jake's missteps, literally, <laughs> he does come out on top here. And it's pretty sweet. And then Katura, you know, afterwards reveals that she's a lawyer. It's a very funny moment that, mm-hmm. you know, immediately after Jake is like, you're going to be a great lawyer and that's what you choose to do. And, you know, uh, also Julie, when she got voted mm. out was like, go to law school, do it. <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, I'm a lawyer. And everyone's like, ah, <laughs> I knew it. It's very cute. It's a, it's a, it's a fun moment. Good moment. Yeah. Katura, Katura goes, Jake gets his one dub of the season and we have our final three. Yeah. Surely there's, uh, there's nothing else to talk about now. Right. Pretty D wins. Let's go. D wins. The final tri- tribal's really good. More uh, points everyone... for the good guys. I hate it here. <laughs> everyone gives really good answers to some good questions. Mm-hmm. Yeah, D really like pulls out the key moments and like is able to tear off showman's down question mark. It's it's good. Nanigata. Yeah. And I mean, like, Austin puts up, like, a fantastic fight, too. And, like, it shows he got very, very, very close to at least tying it. Uh-huh. Like, yeah, it's just, it's everything you could want. Tying it. Yeah, it's, it's everything you could want from a, a final trial. Who tribal. do you think Jake votes for? D. Probably D. If I had to take a guess, yeah. Makes sense. I think it's pretty close, though. I think he could go either way, but I would probably still favor D just slightly. Yeah, especially after the full final tribal. I think she just had yeah. a really solid, like, unfolding of her game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the the bomb drop, the mic drop of the I did tell Julie uh-huh. after Austin very explicitly <laughs> says, from what I understand, yeah. Julie did not find out from D. <laughs> it's like, all right, GG, GG, go next. It's over. Yeah. <laughs> and there's the season. Uh, I guess that's the episode, right? That's the season. Yeah, D wins. Let's go. And very good wins. winner. Um, like from what we it see last episode. <laughs> low, from low what we low. actually. See, what's up? Uh, D wins. Yeah, D wins. And from what we see on the show, like she's a very good winner, and everything that's like come out afterwards of like little maneuvering, whether it was like a a like a big move that sort of didn't um get shown or. Just, like, details about the way that, like, or the reasons why certain moves worked out. Everything that's come out about, like, the game has only made these game look better. Because there's, like, all these things were like, oh, actually, she would, like, you know, withheld this information or told people this specific information this specific way. Or they, you know, she presented things to people certain ways that, like, really serve to, like, amplify what we already see. Yeah. She's a good winner. Yeah, lots of comparisons to Parvati, which I, I after this mm. finale especially, I definitely see. Mm-hmm. I think she's absolutely the closest that we've had like in the new era. I mean, yeah, the, the gameplay is is very, very high tier. Yeah, I think what I, and I, what I kind of taken away from D2 is even though like a lot of her success did come from like a very solid starting tribe yeah she because like she admits that there's a lot of luck involved. i think she could probably do well with 
a lot of groups because you know it's like okay mm-hmm. looking at austin and like the showman it's like is you know an important part of the season but ultimately like those same skills i feel like would have worked out pretty well with like any group and she was able to really like capitalize well on the momentum they had like going into the merge yeah like it's it's a it's always the question of how much of her luck was her strengths just being in a you know optimal situation and it working out and how much of it is that optimal situation happening because of these influence mm-hmm. you know like you know drew and austin would have kind of always like you know become a duo most likely but like maybe some of the other tribes that didn't that weren't as coherent or didn't have as tight of an alliance form a tighter alliance around d yeah you know and maybe we would say the same thing oh she got lucky because you know the bella or the lulu had such a tight alliance oh I think, you know, the answer is always, it's kind of both. Yeah. A little bit of everything. Yeah. All right. So. Well, we got a winner to crown. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. All right. We want to look at our numbers uh, now. Bring out the pizza. No, no. I don't want to look at the numbers. Not the Fiji oh, pizza. The anything but Fiji pizza. <laughs> so no, yes. Let's pizza. get our winner. Fiji pizza. <laughs> Fiji pizza for our winner and our winner only. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well... Mm, tastes like cardboard. <laughs> <laughs> tastes like cardboard covered, it, covered in goop. Yummy. <laughs> All right, let's go ahead and revisit then the the numbers and the landscape kind of going into the episode, I suppose. I'm in third place. Yeah, end of last episode. You know, keep in mind, Sori and I are out of points um, at that time. So we are at 122 and 130. Teeb's at 126 between the two of us. Uh, And Fred is at 134, which is not very far away from us. Did we end up in the... Yeah, we ended up in the same situation where there were equal amount of points away from each other. (laughs) Yeah. Four points between everybody. Um, So... Yeah, it's it's very close between Fred and Teeb going into the finale. Teeb does have more players, you know, at the start. And it comes down to like, all right, you know, where is the winner going to be? And I feel like I was probably pretty confident that, especially if D wins, then, then Teeb would be able to scoop up most of the points. And <laughs> he did. You said I was going to get 88 Yeah, points. you didn't quite make it that high, which is, you know, in a way kind of interesting because, so you know, you ended up with 66 instead of 88. But, like, that's that's yeah. a lot of points to, like, still get up to 88 to the point where, like, it's impressive that it's been done multiple times in the past. Because you got two immunity yeah. wins and you got an advantage find and play. You had you know two people and so like you had a lot of stuff going on you got a lot of points why did jake get immunity points oh was it from the the counting fire he's goaded fire fire of course yeah so yeah i guess you know to break it down fully uh every tribal council you attend in the finale you get three points for uh and then we got like some rewards as attached austin you know won the the stake and then brought jake with him as a part of immunity and everything, Austin won his, D won hers, Jake won fire. It all kind of just shook out in that way. So, totals for this episode, uh, including the points they get for final placement, which is five for third place, 15 for second place, and 25 for first place. We get Fred with 35 points and Teeb with 66 points. Let's go. Which means. Our final point totals for the season puts Soaring in fourth place with 122 points. Let's go! Next up, you got me with 130 points in third place. Then you got Fred in second place with 169 points. Nice. And finally, (laughs) let's go in first place, uh, taking your first. Fantasy season win is Teeb with 192 points. Congratulations. Started at the bottom, now we're here. Which Congratulations. Means now, Yippee. officially, 
as far as I'm aware, everybody who has been on the on the show has participated in a fantasy league has now won a fantasy league. And it only took us what, nine, ten seasons to get there? <laughs> well I've well, only been playing since forty, cast, so yeah. Yeah, and I mean, honestly, for how rough of a start you uh-huh. had this season, yeah, that is quite the comeback. Yeah, very much a holding on strong. You've been behind in points Redraft. essentially the entire time. And yeah, really showing that even if you're doing poorly, the redraft is always there to uh, to support you. The great equalizer. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was kind of the opposite story for me this season. To a point, just kind of looking at our graph, by the time we hit redraft, I was like kind of barely ahead of our our tight race. But yeah, you guys were all like clustered together and I was on the outs yeah, so, going into the redraft. Soaring and I snowballed down pretty quickly. <laughs> and, you know, it's like it's fair enough. I, I invested heavily in like the Emily and Bruce duo and it, it didn't work, which is OK, but definitely like totally tanked my game <laughs> look here's how i can still win <laughs> but yeah, i still really like the redraft i think it makes the season dynamic and doesn't just mean like you're out if you have a couple bad yeah, first episodes i, I would have been out if we didn't do the redraft so yeah actually yeah i guess i made it all the way to the uh the redraft without losing anybody so that's pretty cool mm-hmm. go me i'm so smart I totally Oops. drafted all these players by hand and wasn't math ma- mathematically assigned <laughs> them. <laughs> I did forget that we did that. Yeah, it, and it's like too because I I felt so much like loyalty to my team. I also like traded my team around a lot, but I feel like the <laughs> yeah, even ne- needlessly so. Right. Uh, but I feel like the the mathematical <laughs> algorithm kind of worked out well. I feel like I got players that I still cared about interesting proposal mm-hmm. uh let me know what you think what about for next season what if we blind draft just full-on rng show it yeah i think now that now that we all have had wins yeah it sounds I, fun i think it'd be kind of fun and silly i think i would be okay with that if we still did a normal redraft maybe yeah, yeah, yeah. I just think yes. Like I fear with that. So, even so if, we even if we start random, but we can like trade people around and. Well, that's the thing. That's what I. That's part of why I think it's actually ends up okay. Even though I hate the idea uh-huh. on its own, I think it'll lead to really fun trade discussions. Yeah, I, I think it will incentivize <laughs> trading more. Honestly, yeah, I don't think we trade very much. Mm-hmm. I think one season of it could be fun. Yeah, go all in. See what happens. Why not? We we, we don't have anything to prove yeah. anymore. Yeah, we'll we'll discuss this further <laughs> off the pod, but I think it's an interesting yeah, idea. Yeah, I think there's there's room for fun drafting methods that keep it exciting. Cuz we've kind of, you know, we've had our share of like how skilled are you at predicting how good players will be in the future? So I'm I'm kind of happy to try and make it a little more fun, to a point. To yeah. a point. Flying. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. Well, yeah. I I mean, I will say I definitely really enjoyed the fantasy part of the season. The like really close neck and neck race through so much of the season kept it really exciting. Um, yeah. And at least for me, like the <laughs> fact that I was like all in on like one specific timeline <laughs> made it really exciting for me. He's me. I've taught him so well. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm he... so proud. Uh, so even it's like once my group started falling apart, it was just kind of like, all right, you know, fair enough. Tune switched up. <laughs> so, <laughs> I, I like playing kind of risky to a point in uh in this one. Yeah, for sure. And. I'll, I'll continue to say it a million times just because I think it it's really impressive. I still feel like our rules and our like They're our setup so good. just do an yeah. incredible job of like putting players in a numerical order based on like their accomplishments <laughs> on the show. Insofar as like what we can, I mean, should you know, we go to the totals? Reasonably, see how things fell out on the unit total page. Uh, you can kind of see like how the 
points have all been broken down uh, in terms of like what people are able to like achieve that we can reasonably track. And I feel like you did a really good job. You know, ev- like, you know, especially when you like kind of break it into groups, it's like everybody in the finale is in the top five. D's like right at the top, but Austin's higher because Austin interfaced with like way more advantages and stuff. So I'm just very proud of the rule system basically. And I feel like I trust it a lot, especially with how much we like do little adjustments as the game changes. Mm -hmm. Uh, It it just gives a very nice reflection of the season. uh, That's not just boot order. Yeah, absolutely. I every every season it doesn't, I'm it like, doesn't account for personal growth uh-huh. with Emily right. being that's true bottom. that's yeah. true yeah and that's like you know one of the downfalls of it is we can't like necessarily just track Emily's influence on the season I'd, but I'd I also, also feel say like, like to a point Sifu Sifu has like an absurdly inflated score yeah, but he like won challenges just like I, guess. Right. And I think it makes sense Emily's that low because even though like yeah you know, she did changes a person a lot like ultimately she like did kind of stay on the bottom for a really long time and didn't have a lot of influence on the game lost like every challenge i i have discovered a way we could track the uh the like personal moments Mm -hmm. uh point two points for every (laughs) confessional (laughs) no (laughs) no No, that's not. That's not gonna fly. But then we would just think Katora would just have a bunch of points for every time she trashed Bruce. Exactly. Yeah. That would make it interesting. Yeah, but where's the growth in that? That's just being like good TV. Yeah, they get points for being good TV. <laughs> but those are good TV points now, not not growth points. So, <laughs> you know what? Fair. I guess. But that I, but I growth points that. would also be pulled in on that. I, I know, hate I this. <laughs> <laughs> and it's it's less than a point every time. This feels it's like a lot of extra. A fifth tracking. of a point. <laughs> I don't know. But <laughs> basically, I do think we have something pretty It's clear. like the it's like the PPR of Survivor. Mm-hmm. The what? Uh, in regular like fantasy football, PPR is points per reception. So if you catch a ball, you get like point w- one. So point. then you get big PP. Yeah. R. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Interesting. <laughs> and also, I I think I think our my league I play in is actually point five points PPR. Uh-huh. Mm. Um, and I think you know what like makes the fantasy part interesting is like kind of unfolding the points every episode because you know ultimately our you know we there's like room in theory to like simplify the point system a lot and just have it be like essentially boot order and then give them like a little bit of extra points like for playing an idol or something but i think the nuance makes the week to week really interesting to follow and gives players a lot of extra weight when they have like an advantage in their pocket that like could turn into a lot of points or they could not play it and get voted out with it and you know have it totally squandered so like it gives value to different players in different ways and not just like who seems like they're most likely to win mm-hmm. it's cool it's a really cool system i like it yeah i i do like um as mentioned i think the lack of reward for you know the bigger characters is true but it's also one of those things that like once we start getting into that it gets really subjective and i think what we have here is like perfect for valuing game mm-hmm. play and it's not right? to like, say like, that that's all with we the care game. about but you know of course, and I've, I still laugh at like some of the drafts I see where the rules like every time they say survivor, you get a point, you know? <laughs> yeah. And like maybe we're just big old nerds, but like I, I, it's, I love survivor yeah. watching. It's great. And also I think the rule set bangs. <laughs> yeah. And the best part is if you're listening along, uh, you can just like copy all the rules and play for yourself at home. I would love to see somebody who's like, you know, heavy quotations, smarter than me. 
<laughs> look at the rule set and be like, you know, here here's where it can be improved. Uh-huh. But yeah, I don't know. We've just done so much like little tinkering over time. It is interesting to like look at our rules page if like going into it with a completely blank perspective and just seeing like <laughs> yeah. how much is here. But like it all makes sense. And there's not like that much to keep track of. It's kind of just like anytime somebody mechanically does something, there's a point that goes with it. Yeah. I think it's very good. I think it's very, very impressive. Yeah. And it's like Yeah, stroke our egos yeah, some exactly. Yes, yes, bias. Like nothing like, nothing could be yeah, better. I like that small numbers, because it like keeps it simple. Because we could like add a zero on the end of everything. But uh it would yeah, just get please, complicated. Let's do it. As you're on the end of everything, and then we give points for like people based on their placement in a challenge. You give a if you lose first, then you get like one point all the way up to however many people are in the challenge. But then it's like it's giving so much favor to challenge. And what I like about yeah. the rules is like you can lose a challenge, but then if you find an idol or something, like it balances out. So it's not just favoring one part of the game like so aggressively yeah and as somebody who like loves abusing rules and like finding loopholes and finding like Mm -hmm. oh you know oh there's this rule that says this so can't we just do this this and this that like totally shatters it as somebody who does that just like inherently Uh it's very nice to look at this rule set and all these different like situations and not feel like there's any kind of like exploit that we're missing Mm -hmm. right because like there's strategy to like picking primarily from what you who you think is going to be the strongest uh challenge tribe early you know pre pre redraft right but there's also strategy to like picking who you think is going to win so that you can lock Uh them in at the pre-merge right and so like it feels like a very intuitive system and like that's the part for me that really like feels good you know beyond just like the numbers being what feel right and and whatever it's like the drafting part of it and like strategizing part of it on our end feels very intuitive and that's what i think is really cool yeah yeah it's like if anything i feel like we're like not utilizing the rules like to the extent we could be in terms of like metagaming but, you know, so much of that is just because of the uncertainty of the show. It's so hard to. And I think that's why it's like a good rule set. Because, mm-hmm. yeah, it, yeah, it's if there is like one strat where it's like, OK, just you're better off just having everybody be on the same tribe because on average it just like turns out better for you. Like, I don't know. Maybe that's true. Maybe it's not true. But, you know, we haven't discovered <laughs> a way to break it yet. So that's good. Yeah. All right. So season 45, I think my biggest takeaway is like the longer episodes did a lot, but then also 45 did so much to learn from the other new era seasons and really feels like a definitive version of like their vision of like all the little Mm -hmm. things we've added in the new era. And it comes out feeling like really polished and it comes out feeling good because it's like, oh, they've like they listened. Or not even listened. It's like, oh, they figured it out. Like they figured out what was wrong and made it better. And I really appreciate yeah. it for that. Yeah. I think there are like still definitely moments and things that like I didn't like and you know, I very <laughs> we had a podcast where we talked <laughs> about them. But I don't think any of those individual things take away enough to or to take away anything really from the season as a whole and like there's plenty of other like phenomenal seasons that probably if i went back and watched i would notice more like similarities Mm -hmm. to things that i would criticize now you know yeah so so ultimately for me i really liked this season i feel like it just does a lot better than the other new era seasons the longer episodes really give us time to like enjoy the entire cast and like that's how i always feel at the end of a season it's like oh like what a strong cast but it's like when i look at this boot list once we get past the merge i just feel like everyone had a really like solid identity and there's definitely some seasons where i look back and it's like i might recognize a couple people that were in the end of the game 
but a lot of them are a little more like just like blank spots and i really appreciate the cast we had here so here's why emily got robbed (laughs) true actually based so you know based on i forget exactly what i said like on the night of the episode but uh fred and i always give the season like a number rating that was something that we started when fred started watching um Mm -hmm. and i was just like stacking the seasons up against other seasons and also like thinking about like how survivor of a season it is and i just feel like it it has so many fun moments and just feels like a very definitive survivor season to me that like I feel like would be really effective to show people too. Like if they've never seen survivor anymore and they want to know what it's about, if you just want to like jumpstart them in the new era, I feel like the season's perfect for that. So, you know, despite everything, I personally gave this season a 10 out of 10 rating. Ooh, very high. Yeah. It, I just <laughs> thought it was really good. And it's like, and you know, despite the, the, the number, I don't necessarily think it's perfect. But I think it just does so much right. And it's really fun TV. And what I really took away like week to week is that the show is so fun to watch. And there was like those little gaps in there where I was like disappointed when Bruce went home and disappointed when Emily went home. But I still think that's like the show able to pull the emotions out of me, which is like way better than me like not caring that they went home. Mm-hmm. And I think it just told a really good story, and I was really invested every week. So I gave it that stamp, and I think I think it's a good one. And I hope like I'll be able to look back on it and really appreciate what this season was able to kind of like do in the new era. If anything, just re like reestablishing my confidence. Yeah, uh, I was teetering between the like nine to ten range going into it. And then after the finale, I was, like, slightly leaning nine and a half. But after hearing Toon talk about it, and basically what you said that I think really struck, like, a chord with me was that, like, you kind of alluded to it, but, like, what makes a season quintessential survivor viewing, you know? What about uh china and micronesia and um mvgx that make them like the seasons that if you want to show somebody survivor if you want to convince somebody that like survivor is worth watching why are these seasons it what makes them so compelling and like looking at this season and looking at like the storylines that we have like it's so easy to get attached to emily it's so fun to root against bruce Mm -hmm. right it's so like interesting and compelling to see the the showmance between austin and d happen especially again given that like if this is a new viewer you haven't seen the the robin amber you haven't seen any of the other like showmances that storyline and the way it's like shown here is really really like fun and and engaging to watch yeah i just think so yeah, when like you look at like that it's really it's just so engaging to like see it sort of grow over time and then for them to like end up in the final three with each other and like you know arguing against each other for who should win yeah it's like very cool that it like just kind of worked out that way yeah and we have a great winner so like even like the the oh, great the seasons like i would game. say yeah, I would say, you know, last season was very close to ha- being on this level with, like, you know, the Carolyn story and, like, the these three kind of, like, this this group of three ragtag people that, you know, bicker sometimes and do all this coming out on top in the end is, like, also, like, a really great storyline. But it doesn't quite have, like, that well-rounded holistic story that i think this season has right because like carolyn's such a huge character that like is so yeah, yeah, and she's such a main character to the point where it's like everyone who's not immediately in the carolyn sphere like just feels irrelevant right and so looking at this season where we have like a great developed winner with a phenomenal game and everyone around her is like 
extremely developed, has their own story, has their own personality. It's like it has everything that like last season that I loved about it, but you know, more so maybe not anyone on Carolyn's level for, you know, for me personally, but we have that like level of character and cast on top of all of the other strengths that this season has going for it. And it even mentioned Jake who's like so engaging and, and interesting and has like such a strong arc over the season. It, is, it just has a lot. It's just a really good season. Yeah. And so, like, having, you know, hearing your explanation of, like, you know, what makes it quintessential and why this season is, I I also gave it the 10. Because I think it is, I think you're just totally right. I think it has everything it needs to be to be a season that you can show anyone and have them appreciate it on the level that we are appreciating mm. it. So, yeah, I guess that about said it all. <laughs> but how do you guys feel about it? Because now that, you know... <laughs> we're very high on the season but i am curious like it, it, it's upper mid <laughs> <laughs> no i i i thought it was great um i mean i i think there was a lot of good bits but i i, I can't i stopped short of saying i loved it yeah i that's fair. i do think that the characters while they're all distinct mm-hmm. and unique None of them really have that razzle dazzle, you know. Right. Mm-hmm. But other like, I still think it's a very good season, like nine, nine and a half for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's I think that's I that's totally that's like what I've felt in the new era is it's like the seasons are all good yeah. and they, like none of them necessarily feel like they're so incredible jumping out at you. But it's like with at least the way Fred and I have read them, it's like they're all, except for forty one, it's like they're all over nine. They're like all like some of the better seasons of the show, which is really impressive yeah. for like as much as we like to complain about, you know, the the stuff they're like adding or changing. Like the seasons themselves are are very good, and I'm really happy with like yeah. the direction Survivor is going in. Yeah, I I do feel like. I mean, as you mentioned, they're really honing in on what the new era is supposed to be. And I think this is their first step into like, okay, we've worked out a lot of the kinks and now we're now we know what makes a a new era season work. Oh, and we we did have a like a storyline across all of the seasons in the new era finally come to fruition with the shot yes. in the dark this season. That's yes. So also, that's the other thing is like beyond just the season as a whole being so good, like, you know, holistically, we also get those like really, really fun, intense, engaging, exciting moments like that. Right. We have an entire era of seasons building up to the first successful shot in the dark. And it's on somebody that like, everyone can root for you know even the people on the show kind of can't help but be excited that caleb hit the shot in the dark you know there's lots of like shots in the dark in the previous seasons where if they happen it would just be kind of disappointing because somebody that you know is kind of set up to deserve to go home given the situation would just be saved by rng and it's like not that fun whereas like caleb is like you're rooting for him you don't want him to go home you want more caleb and so when he hits it you're like this is everything i could have ever wanted it's like the season even has those moments very true if there's anything we love it's rng in our show bars well roll credits amen Well, that Stay just safe. about right. <laughs> well, we'll see you. We'll see you next month. Yeah, we'll be. No, we'll see you next week where we do a full 456 player draft of Squid Game oh, with the no. challenge. Oh, dude, <laughs> oh, no, God. bro, no. <laughs> I watched a video about that and it just filled me with such dread, man. <laughs> it was actually like, like so depressing. <laughs> It's not good. Uh, yeah. Well, well, we'll come back and we'll do another season at least. Uh, yeah. Hit our one more. Yeah. And then I actually don't know. I I don't counting is hard. It's it's like our tenth season. Is this one our tenth season? Is next one our tenth season? Because our first one was thirty six. So is it ten because it's forty six, or is it 
11. The, yeah. Because you count no. as one. This would be the 10th. Yeah. yeah. We just finished. We did it. 10, Wait, ten did years we? of RNG show. 36, 37, 38, 39, 40, 41, 42, 43, 44, 45. Oh, you're Yay. right. Yippee! So, uh, yeah. Decade two of of RNG it's not, show continues. It's it's not a decade that the seasons come out Maybe. like RNG show itself though is probably pretty close. The RNG show itself is over a decade old. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh Ill yeah. old. <laughs> Ill. Yeah, well we'll draft. Apparently the next season is supposed to be filled with a bunch of sparkling firecracker personalities. So should be a fun one. <laughs> Lots of goobers. Yeah. You ready for your 114 person tribes for Squid Game the Challenge? <laughs> oh, good lord! <laughs> okay. Uh, I I I really like Jerry. They 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 talked once <laughs> in the promo video. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that just wraps it up for us this season. As D said, if you want to go check out any of our other any of our other episodes from this season that's a wrap baby. or from seasons past they're all collected over at rngshow.com or your favorite podcast aggregate viewer uh thanks to zoe of course for uh keeping us so succinct succinct in all the episodes <laughs> thank you sound great uh putting in a bunch of extra time to get the episodes out usually on a pretty solid schedule uh so thanks for that but we were busy okay thanks to subtact for the use of our theme song it's pretty iconic at this point uh it's called step up and our spreadsheet should pretty much be all finished up that's over at rngshow.com slash 45 for this season all the previous seasons have a similar url just with their number at the end starting with 36 and that's usually in the show notes as well and We'll be back next season to draft in whatever silly way we come up with. Uh, and I'm sure it'll be a lot of fun. I always look forward to it. I don't know if anybody actually listens to this show, but if you do, it's pretty cool. <laughs> Hi. Send us Thanks a voicemail on rngshow.com. You can do that. <laughs> Does anybody actually listen to this thing? I don't even know anyone. Yeah, it is. Well, last time I checked. All right. Well... Thanks, you all, for uh, podcasting. Um, bye. Yep. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Peace. See ya.